Man, this is one of those content galore days, isn't it? Where we only have an hour to get everything covered, and I'm not sure that we're going to be able to do so today. I just did two hours of radio, uh, <laughs> Tyler, and there was a game that was played on Friday in I which know. Oklahoma scored 69 points. We probably talked about it for three minutes. Yeah, all these notes on the rundown sheet, and in tiny letters, OU 69, TCU 45. But let's not waste any time. Let's get to it. We got Cruton, we got coaching moves, we got players entering the transfer portal already, and we have our first decommit of the cycle. Oh, man. Dozy Ezukama almost decommitted. Almost made it the whole cycle without losing anybody. I know. God, you were less than a month away until signing day. And technically, they had a JUCO defensive lineman decommit, what, three weeks ago, but... That sounds like maybe that was more of an OU decision uh-huh. than, than, than anything there, so well, I'm not going to okay. count that one. And if that's how we're qualifying it with Danny Saeli, I will say Dozy as a commas decommitment was more of an OU decision than a Dozy decision as well. Oh, okay. That Well, that's a great place to start because everyone knows by now, I would think, that Dozy as a decommitted. I mean, it's been out for uh, several hours now. So what what does that tell us? That should be some sort of a hint for something. Is it that Dozy Ezukama, like he, he had never visited again since his commitments? They <laughs> and like someone else. They want to get someone else in the portal. It's got to tell us something. Well, and I didn't think about it until this morning when I woke up to news that he had decommitted. And I, as I thought about it more and more, I was like, okay, Zion Kearney's been up to OU on multiple occasions this fall. So has Ivan Carrion. K.J. Daniels has been here for a game day. Even Zion Raggins has come all the way from Georgia for a game day. I have not seen Dozy as a comma in Norman all year. And so from the conversations I had this morning with folks that are uh, tied into that recruitment from the OU side, it, it feels to me like this was a long time coming, and it's just something that wasn't officially decided upon until the timing made you thought made you think otherwise initially yeah, well, though, the, right? t- the timing would make you think okay he's reacting to Jeff Levy's departure apparently that's not the case and if you're mindful of the fact that a lot of guys are starting to announce that they're entering the portal next week or next week on December 4th then what it would lead you to believe is that okay OU and Dozy had kind of stopped communicating the relationship wasn't what it was when he committed in June. And also, the Sooners have eyes towards bringing in a big-time contributor or two via the transfer portal. And so I think it, it boils down to numbers more so than anything else. This is a big wide receiver class, man. It is. Sure. All, I mean, you still have four wide receivers yeah. committed, which is a lot. Five is a crowd, man. And you got and, a decent number. Like, we'll see what happens in the portal, but a decent number of wide receivers coming back next year as well. Young, A lot of young wide receivers played, especially if you're talking about a guy like Farouk coming back next year. But Well, you, I mean, think about the guys who made major contributions for Oklahoma at the receiver position this year. You lose Drake Stoops, and that's pretty much it. Yeah, I mean, if Farouk comes back, which I think he probably needs to at this point. Yeah, he'll be back. Um, yeah, you're going to have the majority of that wide receiver core coming back. But, yeah, no, I mean, the the timing of the Izukama decommit makes you think, oh, 
well, that's Jeff Levy related. And, and I thought that initially, too. You know what I, though, like, more immediately thought or, like, feared? Oh, gosh, does this have something to do with Emmett Jones? Because Emmett Jones was the one that coached Desi, uh, Dozi Ezukama's brother at Texas Tech. And obviously Emmett Jones was a huge reason why he committed to OU in the first place. So my initial thought is, oh, God, please don't let this be a sign that Emmett Jones is going to Mississippi State or going somewhere else. Because if we want to have a discussion on offensive staff members that you'd like to keep, and there's a list of those guys, but I think for a lot of people Emmett Jones would be right at the top with the way that uh, he's recruited and gotten production out of the wide receivers compared to uh, compared to last season's but that's your first decommit and man we uh, December 20th is uh, the first national signing day Parker I'm not going to be shocked if we're sitting here on December 20th saying well, Dozi Ezukama will go down as the only decommit in this class. I, I, I think that that's a real possibility, and it's natural when the OC leaves to think, okay, well, who's going to decommit from this class? Who is going to enter in the transfer portal? I just don't think that you're going to get a lot of decommits from Jeff Levy going to Mississippi State. If you can keep the rest of the staff intact, if DeMarco's still here, if Emmett Jones is still here, if Biedenboe's still here, if you still keep the offensive staff intact around that, then I – I think that this class of what you see is mostly what you're going to have here in what um, less than 30 days. Well, and in most cases, the offensive in most cases the offensive coordinator is also responsible for coaching a specific position, right? And so that's immediately where you look when you lose a guy like Jeff Levy. Is okay, which position group was he coaching? Which recruits did he have committed? And the three guys that he has committed in the classes to come are Michael Hawkins and Brennan Zerbrug here in 2024 or the 2024 cycle, and then Kevin Sperry in the 2025 cycle. We know Kevin Sperry's not leaving. Yeah, right? The kid's family moved, moved to Midwest City, for goodness sake. He's not going anywhere. Brendan Zerbrug, I talked to him Saturday night. He made it very clear that as long as Brent Venables is the head coach at Oklahoma, he is not going anywhere else. And then Michael Hawkins was kind of the one that, you know, given his relationship with Levy, his family's relationship with Levy, maybe that worried you a little bit And they more need than- a quarterback for next year, too. So maybe Hawkins could think, heck, I could potentially start year one out there in Stark Vegas. Yeah, look, and let me just assuage anybody's doubts and concerns. The chances of Michael Hawkins flipping to Mississippi State are zero. And I'm told he's already had conversations with several members of the Oklahoma staff, including Brent Venables and Emmett Jones, and they have made it clear to him that he is still their guy. They will build the offense around him when it is his time, and they view him as the quarterback of the future once Jackson Arnold's time has come and passed at Oklahoma. And Jackson Arnold's time at Oklahoma is going to start next year, uh, 2024. I just, I, I've always believed that he was going to be the starting quarterback at OU, and this news, this move by Jeff Levy doesn't change my opinion whatsoever. And I, I, I guess I understand people – you know, a little bit nervous. Well, hey, he's your future at quarterback, but what if the offensive coordinator leaves for another job? What did we always say? Jeff Levy was never going to be a head coach at another program that's comparable to OU. Well, that's the case, right? He's at Mississippi State. You don't leave Oklahoma to be go, to go be the starting quarterback at Mississippi State. And I don't think Jack Snorton will. I think his dad told the OU Daily, right, that he's not leaving Oklahoma. He's going to be the starting quarterback next year. So that's not a, not a huge surprise to me. So even quarterback-wise, the position that he really recruits, uh, shouldn't expect any decommits there. This class is going to hold up 
quite nicely as we're uh, down the stretch here for National Signing Day Part 1. Interesting question from the 405. If Oklahoma State or Texas would have lost, would Levy's announcement have been delayed a week? Well, uh, we, we asked the same thing about, which two years ago today, Muleshoe left for USC. We asked the same thing if OU would have won Bedlam and played in the Big 12 championship against Baylor the next week. But what, what do you think? If BYU wins, which, God, why did you take your foot off the gas in the second half? You went from faking punts and surprise onside kicks to just running it twice with third and longs, and, God, they played so conservative. But if BYU does win that game, if uh, Rex doesn't fumble in overtime number two, do you think Levy's in Stark- Starkville right now? Or do you I, think he's still think, in Norman? I think he's still in Starkville eventually, right now. Monday, November 27th? No, he's probably not in Starkville. Yeah. He's probably telling the folks at Mississippi State, hey, you know what, I'm still on board, but I got a game to coach on Saturday. So let's wait until Sunday. Two years ago today, though, Muleshoe left. Does it feel like two years? Well, is it? Is it two, I thought it was two years ago tomorrow. Uh, I thought it was two years ago. Well, I, I'll go back and look at the exact day, but it's, it's two years coming up. I thought it was today. I'll check and see if maybe it's tomorrow. I'm just now able to tune in to y'all, not recruits, but current players other than JFA. Do you see any players following Levy? I mean, there may be there may be a uh, wide receiver, a running back or two that would go from OU to Mississippi State, but I don't think we're talking, Parker, about Andrell Anthony or Nick Anderson or Gavin Sawchuk. There might be a player or two. I don't think it's going to be the offensive players that you're going to be counting on next year at the skill position spots. I don't think those are the guys that you're mostly talking about. There will be, be there will be portal casualties. However, the portal casualties that you have will be because OU told those guys, hey, you need to go find somewhere else. They're not going to be guys that leave of their own volition. I think two years ago today, by the way, is when that, like, the story actually broke. I think it's officially tomorrow, but I think two years ago today was that Sunday that we all found out it was going to be the case. Two years ago today was the Saturday. So two that year- would have been the night that he said, I'm not going to be the next head coach at LSU. Well, two years ago is when they, uh, according to him, first contacted him. Contacted ah, yes, him. of course. <laughs> yeah, sure, dude. Sure. Jeff from OKC, does Nebraska not getting bowl eligible change anything with Grant Bricks? Six days ago... Fong put in the prediction for Grant Bricks to end up at Nebraska, and he still hasn't committed. He's he's still going to commit. I think he will too, but it's just, you know, like all these predictions early last week and then still nothing from Grant Bricks. But as we said last week, five and seven, six and six. This was always about location for Grant Bricks more than anything. CB Sooner says, rumor has it that Bricks told Coach Biedenboe that he was in if he could figure out a way to get rid of Jet Lebby. So Bill got out his phone and texted Zach Selman, and well, the rest is history. Bricks to OU. What, what, yeah, that would be insane, right? If Bricks all of a sudden flips back towards OU now that uh, they're hiring a new offensive coordinator. Would not. Would not predict that to happen, though. Frisco Sooner says the players that follow Levy will be guys that can't play at OU, in my opinion. I think that's largely true. There may be guys that hit the portal and head to Mississippi State. But, again, not not going to be guys that were your cornerstone dudes. No, offensively no, 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 no. Cherokee Sooner says Drake Stoops for offensive coordinator. Who says no to that right now? Huh? The way – how much he's produced this year? There's a there's a decent little list of candidates though right now. Drake Stoops is not on that list. I think Drake Stoops probably going to be playing in the NFL next year. But is the current offensive coordinator currently on staff? 
Um, it feels like right now, Parker, on this uh, Monday of the new OC search, and we'll see how long this lasts, it, it feels like there's a decent chance that this next offensive coordinator could be someone that was on staff uh, this year. And I think Brent will do his due diligence and interview candidates from outside the program. But who are the two most likely on staff right now to get the OC job? Are we talking about are we talking about Seth Luttrell and Emmett Jones as the two? Jo- Joe John Finley? I would say Seth Luttrell and Joe John Finley. Yeah. That is my belief. Uh, I think if – well, it, it depends on a lot of things. Uh, from what I've been told, and my colleague Brandon Drum had reported this at OUinsider.com, which, by the way, you can get – on board with OU Insider using promo code RIVALS2023 through the end of the day. Grab a subscription for less than $3 a month. But Brandon had reported that Seth Luttrell might not want to be offensive coordinator, that he might be enjoying his low-stress, low-pressure role as an analyst. And so I, I know for a fact that the Sooners regard Joe John Finley as somebody that is capable of being the offensive coordinator, whether or not he is the offensive coordinator is another matter entirely. But I, I would actually almost lean more in the direction of it being Finley than Latrell if the hire is made internally and they simply promote from within because it also makes a ton of logistical sense. You give play-calling duties to Finley, all you have to do is promote a quarterback's coach. Latrell has never coached quarterbacks. He's only ever coached running backs and tight ends. So how do you make that jive if you replace yeah. him or if you replace Levy with Latrell one for one? You can give play-calling duties to Finley, and you can promote Matt Wells or J.P. Lossman or even Tanner Schaefer as your quarterback's coach. Now, some are okay with Levy leaving. Ah, the play-calling's going to be a lot better, you know, depending on the candidates that they have here. The the quarterback recruiting, to me, is maybe the biggest question here moving forward. How are you going to fill that spot? But here's the thing, man. It's you're in a really good spot with QB recruiting at this point. Uh, you got two in the 2024 class. You've got a dude already committed in 2025. So that quarterback recruiter, Parker, isn't necessarily going to have to hit the ground running and try to figure out something quick for 24 or 25 because you're in a really good situation. Now, you might need someone who you know really continues to build those relationships with those 24 and 25 quarterbacks, but you're in a pretty good spot with whoever, whoever takes over that spot with the QBs and QB recruiting. Lloyd from El Reno says, who's the OC at UNLV that might be a candidate for the OU job? Well, we're going to run down those names outside the program. Uh, who's on the short list right now for the next OU offensive coordinator outside the program? We'll run down those lists and a whole lot more. we got a lot to do today here on Locked In. Keep it right here on the Homeless Sooner fans. Locked In with McComas and Thune live on the ref. We're the Homeless Sooner fans. Tyler McComas, Parker Thune, and yes, you, the ref army as well, listening nationwide. Spokane, Washington's tuned in today. Vincent, Ohio. McGee, Mississippi. League City, Texas. Ashburn, Virginia. Fairview Heights, Illinois. Stevens Point, Wisconsin. And our small town of the day, Lahoma, Oklahoma, population of 539 in 2020. That is near Enid, Lahoma, Oklahoma. Welcome to the show. Uh, Rep Army Locator is brought to you by Affordable Door Company, where they do residential garage doors, commercial garage doors, service and repair, and garage door openers as well. That's Affordable Door Company, 405-635-9499. So this, this text right here from the 405, no rookie play caller at OU, no way. Now, before we take a dive into the realistic candidates for the next offensive coordinator, I am curious what the text line is envisioning 
of what the next OC looks like. For instance, like for me, I, I'd like to see OU hire someone that isn't so dependent on the hurry-up offense. Someone that, you know, maybe they're not going to lose the time of possession battle seven to eight times in a 12-game regular season. Someone who can manage that a little bit better than what we've seen the past couple of years. Um, so, but, but what do you like, – what's one thing that you want with the next offensive coordinator? Do you want someone who's called plays before at a high level? If there's something in particular that you want with the next OC hire, 405-651-3439. Anything in particular you'd like to see with the next OC? Brian Ferentz. No. <laughs> what if no. it turns like what if it turns out no. Brian Ferentz is actually just a whiz of an offensive mind and he's had to play a super milk toast game because of the direction from his 48 father. points per game first year in the SEC what if, what if his dad is actually the one pulling the strings of the Iowa offense he's like no Brian you can't do this you can't no 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 we're not going to play this way we're going to play my way and Brian goes somewhere else and his offense is average like 600 yards a game I put that at about zero uh, percent chances of uh, Nebraska getting into a bowl game this year. I don't know. We got some five-win teams that have to fill bowl games. Maybe Nebraska will get in one of those. I have no idea, but they really wasted an opportunity, didn't they? Uh, Cliff Kingsbury is uh, here on the five eight zero. Okay, four zero five O U O C. Give me Sharon Moore. If we can't get him, I am comfortable with Latrell. Well, yeah, he's probably going to win the uh, Broyles Award given to the top assistant this year. I mean, if he's any sort of an option for OU, yes, you take you take that one in a heartbeat. He beat Ohio State on on uh, on on Saturday. Someone uh, from the four hundred five wants SEC experience. Uh, here's another one that says a powerful run game. No, uh, no one is a rookie play caller here. Here's a Garrett Riley. Uh, Sam and Evans says the OU defense played the eleventh most plays in the country. They're tired. We need a lower-tempo offense to complement the defense. Time of possession matters. Someone who has a balanced tempo puts the quarterback under center, su- under center some, and especially on short yardage. And no jet sweeps in their playbook is my pick. That's, that's pretty good there from Sam. That's kind of where I'm at. Someone that uh, can play a little bit more complimentary football when it comes to the time of possession battle. I, so, <laughs> looks like X is starting to make some noise. I said X. Twitter. I need to never do that again. Yeah, I, I didn't even Twitter, know what you were talking about at first. Twitter's starting to make some noise about Willie Korn, which was I, – I brought that up yesterday on our OU Insider Under the Visor emergency podcast as we started to talk names and build out a hot board for Oklahoma's OC hire. Will, if I were going to go external, Willie Korn might be the direction I go because – he has had nothing but success as a play caller, both at Coastal Carolina and at Liberty. Liberty's twelve and zero right now, and Caden Salter's playing dang good. Football I just remember playing offense. with uh, Willie Corn at quarterback at Clemson back in the day. That's that uh-huh. was my immediate thought. Like, oh yeah, he played quarterback at he played QB at Clemson. Yep, he did. So former teammate of Miguel Chavis, mm-hmm. former teammate of Xavier Brewer. There are connections there, and that would be. And I I use this comparison. Very delicately, because I understand what people are going to think the second I go there. But this feels like a Lincoln-Riley-esque hire. Because you recall when the Sooners brought Lincoln-Riley in from East Carolina, he'd had five years as a play caller at the G5 level, which is exactly what Willie Korn has had. But 
he'd never been a play caller at the P5 level. And so it was ostensibly a pretty big jump in responsibility and just in overall pressure for Lincoln Riley. But he handled it well. He fit and clicked immediately at Oklahoma and was able to serve as the architect of some of the program's most prolific offenses in history. Could the same be true of Willie Korn if you brought him in? I think it would be an exciting hire. It would certainly be one that I'm on board with. It just comes down to whether or not you're willing to go external and run the risk of well there are several risks you run one of them being you know you bring in a guy with a different playbook a different offense and it might be exciting but is it going to be too much too soon to be able to turn around in 2024 and be competitive in the sec because you're in the midst of what is already a seismic transition for your program, going Big 12 to SEC. And so maybe you want to maximize continuity. I would certainly understand that. And from that standpoint, Finley or Luttrell or even Matt Wells makes a ton of sense. I'd be interested, especially after these these past two years, with Jeff Lebby at the helm as the OC, and Brent just completed his second year, second regular season as head coach. I think an important aspect to this, because we're talking about so many candidates – and not their their offenses don't all look the same. Like what is Bert Venables is the head coach, man? Like what does he envision after two years the offense look like moving forward? Is he okay with the time of possession numbers and, and what they've looked like over the course of the past two years? Has he seen some things and developed some opinions on what his offense in the SEC, what he wants that to look like moving forward in that league? I think that those are some very important questions to this hire that we're really not going to know the answer to until probably after the hire is made. But if you want to talk about candidates outside the program, I would say the two that are probably the most popular right now, like Sharon Moore, we're getting a lot of text about that. I just don't know how realistic that is I don't think it is Willie Korn and probably uh, Brennan Marion who's at uh, UNLV right now are probably the two most popular names you're hearing that are outside the program and Brennan Marion has those Oklahoma connections played at Tulsa coached at Oklahoma Baptist so it would be something of a homecoming for him Uh, Sam and Edmund asked is Korn calling plays I thought Chadwell called his own place so basically the way it works at Liberty and the way it worked at Coastal Carolina is Chadwell is involved in the play calling process but corn is the one who's primarily responsible so it's not all on corn's shoulders jamie chadwell has input but he is still practically speaking the oc 405 liberty is number one in rush and time of possession hey that's what you want huh that's a SEC offense for you. Uh, 903 i would like the ku offensive coordinator yeah colts on nikki is um I, maybe he's third or fourth on that list in terms of you know most popular with the fan base. We'll, we'll see who they interview. But uh, Andy Koltonicki did a really nice job and a really fun offense running the football there at Kansas. We saw that with the quarterback and the uh, running backs that they have. Here's a text from a 405 listener. Hiring Joe John as the OC would be a total joke. That would mean our OC would be Finley and DC would be Roof. How does that attract any recruit? They better bring someone in that can recruit, and Finley is not that. We shouldn't have to settle. Okay, well, my thoughts on Joe John Finley aside, another thing that nobody's talking about is Ted Roof's contract is up at the end of the season. Yep. And Correct. Does that get renewed? My answer would be no. 
I don't think Roof has ever been long for that Oklahoma job. He may have an eye on retirement. And just in general, he's a bit of a nomad when you look at the trajectory of his coaching career to this point. I, I believe he's only ever been at one job for longer than three seasons. He's seen the and country. So, yeah, <laughs> he's, yeah, he's, no, he, he's he has seen, seen it man. all. And it does make me wonder where Oklahoma goes from there as far as D.C. slash linebackers coach because I, I am not operating under the expectation that Roof is back in 2024. Yeah. Uh, Mark Vermeen had said, would Dana Holgerson be a good hire? I'm sort of undecided on it, but maybe. His hair is always a riot. You'd be hiring a lot of phlegm. If you went after Dana Holgerson, I do not believe that Dana Holgerson would be a serious candidate for uh, for OC. And I just I, I don't want them and I don't think that they will. This goes back to what I was saying about Brent Venables. I just I don't think that their best path is with an air raid offensive coordinator because this is going to be a defensive led program. Yeah. And I well. know the defense wasn't good the past two weeks, but the, the DNA of this program, what it wants to be is a defensive led program. And I think that we know it's a lot harder to achieve that when you have an offensive coordinator whose hair's going crazy, he's drinking nine Red Bulls a day, and wants to throw it 55, 60 times a game. It's a little bit more difficult to achieve that. So I, I think a big part of this is what, what, is Brent's, what does Brent want to be offensively moving forward in the SEC? And whoever the OC is, Parker, they're going to have to have some sort of a commitment to, to, to the run game. That's for sure. You're not going to find an OC out there throwing it 45, 50 times per game. Brent's going to want to run the football in that in that conference. Well, and if the air raid is not what you want, I got bad news for you, folks. You don't want Seth Luttrell as your offensive coordinator because Seth Luttrell comes from the air raid coaching tree. So. Tech, he's at Tech. He was at Arizona. Um, he was back at North Carolina at one point. Sure, but is is he a serious I, candidate for this job? I think on, he no, is. No, do it. Do it again, Tyler. You said North, North Carolina. Carolina. Sorry. Go. Well, Mac yeah. wasn't there when he was there. I don't care. Anytime you say Any North say Carolina, you he was the offensive Mac coordinator, ass kicker there at North Carolina. That's what he was. <laughs> yeah. There, there's your next OC, Mac Brown. Next OC at OU. He's been the OC here before for one year. It would be entertaining if uh, if nothing else. But, you know, two years ago when OU was going through a coaching change, it was one of the only coaching – it was one of the only coaching searches I, I can remember, not at OU, just in college football, where everyone was on board with one name. This offensive coordinator situation, Parker, is one where if we asked ten different fans who they want, we'd probably get about seven to eight different answers as to who they want the next OC to be. But – is it more likely that they hire from within? I, I think it's I think it's definitely a chance. Would you say it's greater than fifty percent that the next offensive coordinator is already on staff? Yes, I would say it's greater than fifty percent. Kind of feels that way at this at this given moment. But things can change in a coaching search. Things can change quite quickly in a coaching search. Four oh five six five one thirty four thirty nine. Cherokee Sooner just said Jimbo Fisher. We definitely have to take a break on that. More from the ref. We'll get to your text. More Cruton, more transfer portal, more OC candidates, more everything right here on the ref. Locked in with McComas and Thune, live on the ref. We are the home of Sooner fans. We'll uh, quickly get to the to the text line, 405-651-3439. Kenneth Myers Chevrolet text line. Uh, real quick, though, some ha- happenings across college football I, Dave Aranda's back at Baylor. Okay, that's that's surprising to me. 
Uh, Jeff Grimes, the offensive coordinator, is out. Jonathan Smith, the uh, ex-Oregon State coach, is now the next head coach at Michigan State. I think that's a pretty good hire for Sparty. What about you? Jonathan Smith going from Corvallis to East Lansing. Pretty good get for those guys. That is a pretty good get, especially given the fact that Jonathan Smith is an alumnus of Oregon State and played quarterback on one of that program, maybe that program's actual best team of all time back in 2000? They won the 2000. They beat Notre Dame in the Fiesta Bowl. Yeah, so badly. And Jonathan Smith was their quarterback. So you pry a guy like that away from a program like Oregon State, which admittedly is kind of entering some, not necessarily dire straits, but some choppy waters with the future of the Pac-2. I uh, from a business standpoint, for Smith, it makes sense. But even so, getting a guy away from his alma mater like that is big for Michigan. He State. was throwing to Chad Johnson and TJ Hushmanzada. In That's right, two thousand. Not bad. Kobe Black pushed back his commitment date. Did he? He came out with the top three recently, right? It was Texas, it was A and M, and it was Oklahoma State was the third. Um, so that's that's that on Kobe Black. Yes, Dozy Ezukama did commit or did decommit today. OU still ranked number six in rivals, number seven on twenty four seven. And uh, if you didn't hear the opening of the show today, just don't expect. Uh, not only do we not expect a ton of decommits, I think there's a chance on December twentieth on signing day that we're talking about Ezukama as the only decommit for OU in 2024. All right, to the text line from the 405. I don't think Roof is back, and Brandon Hall is named the new defensive coordinator. If Roof is not back, yes, they'll have to elevate a new DC or hire a new defensive coordinator, and it's felt for a couple of years, man, like, yeah, that would be Brandon Hall if they were to hire from from within. And that's, yeah, that's my belief. I think it would be Brandon Hall. We talked it. about this on the, um, sorry, so, you know, go ahead and finish that thought, and I'll Kind no, of I didn't have much more to add. I was just I, I, my expectation would be that it would be Brandon Hall. If that's the situation that happens, if Roof is not back, he retires, and then Brandon Hall is named defensive coordinator. Travis and I talked a, a little bit about this in the post game show. I'm not saying this is 100 percent what would happen. It's, I, ju- I just think it's interesting to note that what, how like how Britt Vittables got his first full time coaching job is Bill Snyder took a chance on him. His former head coach took a chance on him, gave him a one-year contract at Kansas State. Now, would Brent do the same thing with a former linebacker of his currently on staff, James Skalski? I, I don't know, potentially, but Brent got that Brent got that opportunity all those years ago. There's a guy fresh out of college football on his staff right now. Would he give James Skalski, a really young guy, a chance there at linebackers coach? I, I, I don't know, like Brent... Clearly, I mean, he's he's coaching up those backers, so maybe that helps out a little bit, but could James Skalski be a name to watch out for at backer? Uh, maybe, maybe potentially. What, what, what do you think? I am on the Brian Odom train. Yeah? I would like to see them bring back Brian Odom. I, well, but, I would too, but would Brian Odom, like, what, what are Brian Odom's options right now? Um, and, and, and where does he want to be in the 2024 season? But, yeah, Brian Odom is a hell of a recruiter, man. I think I I can say pretty definitively that Brian Odom does not want to be at the University of Southern California. Well, I don't, he probably's not going to have that choice, uh-huh. <laughs> unfortunately for him. Which the USC, D.C. job's still open. Got to think that they're going to finalize a hire here in the next two to three days. But it doesn't – I mean, I, I haven't really been checking in on that one all that much. But to use uh, Muleshoe's words, are they close to, to making a hire? 
I th- hmm. yes, I would think they're close. And honestly, I I would kind of expect it to be Jim Leonard at this point. There's been a lot of buzz there for multiple weeks at this point, and I feel like if Muleshoe is indeed going to stay at USC. Well, then you really got to swing for the fences and try to make something happen because Caleb Williams ain't coming back. So, shoot, spend a bunch of money, bring in Jim Leonard, see what you can do, see what you can make happen. Sarks Vodka, first time texting in for a while. I know, I thought randomly last week, we haven't heard from Sarks Vodka in a while. Wanted to know if at all that JFA visiting MSU is actually true. Visiting? I, I, I don't. I don't know. I don't think uh, JFA is visiting MSU, Michigan State, or Mississippi State, whichever one you'd like there, or Missouri State. Not. Not even legal. Not even. Couldn't happen right now. Unless uh, he got in the transfer portal first. Sooner James in Wisconsin. Geez, cut the cord, bricks. What a mama's boy. Is he going to fly home to the farm after Sheesh. games every Sunday? Grow the blank up, dude. Sooner James in Wisconsin. Damn, wow. that was aggressive. I, he wouldn't have to fly See, home. No, he could drive. He could just drive the, to the state of Iowa. Yeah, he could He could do that. Uh, update on offensive line transfer, guys. Jonathan Mendoza, Spencer Brown, etc. Spencer Brown is a name I would get to know. From Michigan State. Get familiar with that one. Uh, 918, I'm all in on Brennan Marion. Look what he did at UNLV with his go-go offense. He will have all these weapons at his disposal, and I think he would thrive at OU. Nice. No, it's it's a popular name. Was he at Texas two years ago, Brennan Marion? Is that is that right? He was Texas's receivers coach. No, it was last season. It was last season, 2022. So this is his first year at UNLV? And they're in the they're in the conference championship game th- this Saturday. They had a crazy tiebreaker in the Mountain West that they had to formulate yesterday, and it's going to be Boise who fired their head coach like three weeks ago, dude. Boise fired its head coach in the middle of the season, and they found their way into the conference championship against UNLV this weekend out there in Vegas. How about that? Is that the first time that's ever happened where a team has fired its head coach and still found a way in the conference championship game with an interim? Offhand, yeah, I can't think of another time that that's happened. Five eight zero says, "What is a go go offense? Does that mean they go go quick?" <laughs> I don't know what that terminology specifically refers to, but if if it is what it sounds like, I think of Jeff Lebby's offense the last couple of years. Nine one eight, just to piss off Mule Shoe, let's go get Jim Leonard. Yeah, that's probably uh, right there at the top of his wish list right now. Would would be funny. You take away his uh, number one candidate, if that still is a candidate, at, uh, or, or if he even wants to go to USC at this point. Danny Boomer says, are you all saying Grant Bricks is out on OU? Yes, Danny Boomer, that is what we're saying. I expect him to commit to Nebraska this week. This So this week he's finally going to commit? Yes. Finally? Obviously. Yes. It's been six days Yep. since uh, all the predictions have rolled in for Nebraska. Hey, but you got to admit, it would be very Grant Bricks for it to be December 19th, and we're still saying... Well, he hasn't committed to Nebraska just yet. We fully expect him to tomorrow, but it's been about a month here, and he still hadn't committed to the Huskers. But maybe he finally will. Maybe he'll finally uh, get it done this week. UNLV is number one in the nation in rushing touchdowns, says a texter in the 918s. So you have Willie Korn at Liberty. What was it? Number one in time of possession and rushing. And UNLV, the number one in the nation in rushing touchdowns. So the two... 
candidates seemingly outside the program that did some nice things this year at Liberty and in UNLV. And they're guys that are due for bigger gigs elsewhere, whether that is Oklahoma or – I mean, Brennan Marion is being talked about as a finalist for the head coaching jobs at Oregon State and San Diego State. So, uh, again, like you have that much success, especially at places like UNLV and Liberty – yeah, the big the big boys are going to come calling for your services. 405-651-3439. So many texts to get to. Uh, we'll get to more coming up next. And OU does have a player already in the portal, or at least announces his intentions to go to the portal. We'll tell you who that is, who else it could be, coming up next right here on The Ref. Dorsey Jones Buick GMC in El Reno, bringing you the sour of Locked In with McComas and Thune. Dorsey Jones, family owned and operated, established in 2020, but many of their employees have been there for more than 20 years. They sell Buicks and GMCs, which are some of the best trucks and SUVs on the road. Dorsey Jones Buick GMC in El Reno. I uh, took a peek at Mississippi State's 2024 SEC schedule with Jeff Lebby now there as the head coach. Um, Interested to hear uh, how the fan base thinks. The the whole Lebby experiment in Starkville is uh, going to, to pan out over the course of the next two to three years. Here's Jeff Lebby's four SEC road games next year. First year as a head coach. Check this out, Parker. He's at Ole Miss for the Egg Bowl. He's at Georgia. He's at Texas. He's at Tennessee. <laughs> Talk Woo, about baptism buddy. by fire. Dang, Welcome dude. to the SEC. At Ole Miss, at Georgia, at Texas, at Tennessee. Best of uh, best of luck to you. His home games are A&M, Missouri, Florida, and Arkansas. Gosh, man, man that is brutal. Yeah, six wins will be That a, is brutal. Nice year for him next Heck, year. five wins would be a nice I year. I think they're at ASU is maybe they're tough. Uh, at Arizona State next year is their tough uh, – non-conference game but yeah that that road slate in the sec is is ridiculous did they end up having any surprise or uh, any notable visitors for the game on friday no it was as small a group of, yeah. of visitors as i'd ever seen now the one guy that actually came a great distance to watch the game was four-star offensive lineman austin pay out of the state of utah yeah so he was in town he and his family had a real good time uh, I, I I like OU standing in that recruitment. I don't know if I would call them the leader because what you must consider about Pay is that his dad played at BYU. He's got a brother that's currently a starting offensive lineman at BYU. And, of course, he lives out there in the Salt Lake area. So prying him away from BYU is going to be tough. I think the Sooners have a good shot at him, and I think they'll be an official visit destination at this rate. But – uh, wouldn't get too far out ahead of the skis on that one. Sounds like they're making a change uh, to offensive line coach BYU. Is. Oh, are they really? Yeah, yeah, that's that's happening. Uh, yeah, okay, so Dozy Ezukama, decommit, in case you didn't see that. Tweets from current commits saying that they're locked in, they're still good, and I'm probably going to miss a couple here. Danny Okoye definitely did, and he <laughs> uh, did it in more ways than one. Oh, boy. If you don't know what we're talking about, go look at his timeline, man. Michael Hawkins uh, says he's all good. Daniel Locke and Kumi says he's good. A very important one, Devon Mitchell says he's still locked in and ready to go. So those are the four that I've seen, and maybe some other commits have tweeted like, nah, nah, still good, all committed to OU. But that Devon Mitchell one, they, uh, I, think, I think is a pretty big one. Uh, a player who has announced that he will be entering the transfer portal, Tim Brando's going to think that this is a big loss. DJ Graham. 
uh, announcing that he's going to go to the transfer portal. Don't think it's a big surprise how, there. How will Oklahoma cope with the loss of their best receiver? I just hope he gets well after that injury against Nebraska that Tim Brando said that he had. A 918 listener asks, Parker, I've seen that you retweeted a wide receiver's post about being in the portal from Indiana. Is that someone to possibly watch out for? Or did you follow his recruitment out of high school? Uh, yeah, Donovan McCulley, definitely one to watch out of the portal for Oklahoma at wideout. They're going get, to go get another star at Indiana? Indiana's just OU's uh, minor league team these days? Yeah, Desan McCullough and Donovan McCulley. They have a type. Jimmy uh, Jimmy and Duncan. Man, this, this is going to be a fun week. Just all the, the random names that we get suge- suggested for the next OU offensive coordinator. Jimmy and Duncan said, here's an OC, and it's a photo of Jason Witten. And if you don't know what Jason Witten is doing nowadays, he is a high school coach in Texas, and he's uh, taking his uh, Liberty Christian team to the uh, state, uh, state championship. So, congrats to Jason Witten. Someone else even suggested Lauren Montgomery of Bixby. who He's got a state championship game coming up against Jinx. And what's funny is a lot of the same fans that hate the idea of Joe John Finley being a first-time OC would go nuts over Lauren Montgomery being the next Lauren OC Montgomery would play Jackson Arnold, Michael Hawkins, and Brendan Zerbrug all in the same series. <laughs> Like he does at uh, like he does at Bixby, play yeah, like all a those hockey coach. Have him come on yeah. in shifts. Oh man! But a lot of what? What are we thinking timeline wise? When we're sitting here in a week's time, a week from today, do you think we know who the next I, OC is? I would think so. I mean, Joe Castiglione is notorious for having his short lists ready to go at a minute's notice, and. They've already started reaching out to candidates. They've obviously already uh, looked externally, and they'll continue to consider candidates from within. But, yeah, I, d- I don't think this takes long. And especially if the if we think that the next OC is already on staff, yeah, you wouldn't think that this is going to take seven to ten days to no. finalize. No, you'll make it a legitimate process, do interviews, but it'll be soon. Maybe by the end of the week. We'll see. Keep it locked right here on The Ref. We'll have all the updates for you. The Rush coming up next right here on The Ref.